and welcome to TV My Husband Hates. I'm Kat Sims. And I'm Regan Kempton. And we are reality TV addicts. Addicts, uh, aficionados. Ooh, I like that. Experts. Experts. Basically, we know our shit when it comes to reality TV. 100%. Hello and welcome to another episode of TV My Husband Hates. Uh, how you doing this week, Kat? I'm doing okay. I feel like this week, you know, they talked a lot about, I don't know if they did in in the US, but in the UK when they were doing lockdown, they talked a lot about lockdown fatigue. Um, I've like, I'm there and I feel like I've not just got lockdown fatigue, I've got everything fatigue. Like I've got Zoom call fatigue. I've got living with everybody 24 hours a day, seven days a week fatigue. I've got fucking shitty Wi-Fi fatigue. Like I feel like I'm, I'm in that week where I really... I hope it passes and I get my mojo back, but I'm like, I'm over it. I know we're all doing it for the right reasons, but I'm, it's okay for me to say I'm also fucking over it. I think everybody's over it. I mean, here in the U.S., they've started, some states have been opening up, which I'm of two minds of. One, I'm just like, can we just like have a federal like everybody in agreement. Yeah. But at the same time, states look so different in like population and major cities that there are some states where there just aren't very many cases because they're very rural and very like non-populated. So like social distancing is kind of their norm just because there's not a lot of people like (laughs) Wyoming Yeah, and, you know, things like that. So it's like, oh no, like states do have to have kind of their own deal, but I don't know. We're going to probably just stay inside until summer. Yeah. And just like chalk that up and then we'll see how it goes because I don't know. I kind of just can't be bothered to like ch- like go back to normal and then have to go back inside. Do you know like, what? That's that my, scares me. That's my worst fear <laughs> that they lift the lockdown early and then all of a sudden everybody's back to school and I feel like, I, and then we have to go back into it. I feel like I'd rather that we stuck at this for just a little stay. bit longer. Yeah. While I'm in the groove. I agree. Um, I mean, there's rumors that our kids are going to start going back to school in this month at some point oh, towards the end wow. of the month, which let me tell you, like that. Oh, I'm so jealous. I know that for me is the perfect scenario. They have to go to school and I have to stay home is <laughs> like, I'm actually getting a little bit of goosebumps thinking about it. Like that's a dream scenario. That's crazy. Cause like a hundred percent, our schools are shut down for the rest of the year. I mean, granted we end at the end of this month anyways. So it's so not going a huge back difference. would kind of be disruptive anyway at this point. It'd be, it'd be hugely disruptive. However, I've got the kids kind of enrolled in some summer stuff starting in July. So like the little one can kind of get back into the rhythm of actually going to school because the little one has taken to staying home like he never (laughs) wants to go back to school ever again. And I can't let that happen. For here, there are some like I've seen some articles about talking about how school won't start back on time. And I'm like, oh, dear Lord. (laughs) Listen, listen, day at a time. As my mum would say, she's from Yorkshire, she'd say, don't meet trouble halfway, which means until (laughs) you know for sure, there's no point worrying about it. I love your mom's isms. Like the amount of times that I've used what we haven't got, we'll do without. My other favorite. I use it always. My other favorite is if if she sees somebody and they're quite skinny, she'll be like, oh, she's not as far through as a kipper. (laughs) No idea what that means. I mean, I don't know if kippers are known for being particularly skinny. Um, 
but it is she does come out with some of the best best phrases i keep saying every time she and she has loads and we, we can we can never remember so you guys need to write them down it, like we need to start writing it down or like um, audio note her and then just like put them all together like jimmy could make a song of like oh my god mama, mama kf sayings which i think would be brilliant well jimmy's actually made a song of Bo because Bo suddenly really got into singing and she's like she's actually making up like worryingly cool songs like lyrics (laughs) but she did so occasionally when I like bored and whatever Jimmy's like I'll just take her up and we'll record some shit so he's recording her going something about being a DJ but then my favorite lyric of all time is her and she goes like this how does it feel when you're burning how does it feel when you're burning she made it up entirely by herself amazing we were like it's a bit dark but it's brilliant but it works anyway he's remixed it into a track we'll have to play it one day it's it's absolutely brilliant it's brilliant that sounds amazing oh that's so lovely like he can do those really cool creative things with them i know i mean it is great be great if we could still you know work and earn some money but but if we can't then at least we can record our kids singing dark hey you could songs. just start turning into like crazy stage parents and turn I'm already Bo into there. <laughs> it's like the next there. Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh my god, Billy had ballet class this morning on Zoom. They've changed they do really, really well. She was like off, she's like wandering off to go for a wee seven times, needed water. I was like, you don't turn up, you don't half turn up for this stuff. Like you turn up hundred <laughs> percent, you work hard, and then when you're done, you're done. But if you said you're gonna do it, you do it. Jimmy's like, oh, you know. I'm like, no, she no. committed. She's gonna do it. Jimmy's right. Like, anyway, so she's I'm like crying there. in the corner. Her toes are all bloody because you've made her do ballet for five hours. Oh, <laughs> bollocks. She spends an hour skipping around the room. That's what it is. <laughs> Fucking hell. That's Jesus. amazing. My heart bleeds. Um, all right. So we're down to six shows because finally, finally. The Real Housewives of Atlanta has ended. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I feel like that went on longer than COVID-19. I feel like that was a real marathon of shows. Like, I mean, it went on for 22 weeks, even longer because there was like space in between. Oh God, it's just so tedious. I'm so pleased it's over. When um, When I realized that the show this week was like, the unseen footage I sent you the set I was like hang on we yeah. don't normally do this does this mean I don't Hell have to no. watch Atlanta scratch that no. shit yeah no I never watch the unseen footage I don't really see the point me neither it's like I've already watched the show I don't want to sit through like the show plus other stuff especially for that franchise this year like it, it can't happen no but I am sad because we're losing Three shows have ended this week. So we, we do. We've we, got the finale of Family Karma, the finale of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, which kind of came out of nowhere, and the finale of Shaws of Sunset. So I think we're losing two of our favorite shows this week. Well, I think the Kardashians wasn't intended to be a finale as much as it was interrupted COVID. by COVID. Yeah, yeah. So I think they just had to take, I guess they had to take a pause to reassess how they were going to film it, what they were going to do. Um, so I think we've still got half the season left. It's yeah, just it that- comes back in September. Oh, we have to wait that long? Yeah, yeah. It's not oh. coming back till September. So God, imagine if we're still in lockdown by September. Shut your dirty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I'll do just that. Uh, um, so are we going to kick off with Family Karma? Yeah, we will. But just a quick other update. Million Dollar Listing LA does start this week. So we'll be adding it to the next show. It starts May the 5th. 
Awesome. So we will have one to add in, but we lose three. So the podcast will be getting shorter or we will just fill it with more chat. Um, and also the other thing that we should really talk about Ooh. is that fa- it's a bit of housekeeping, but you're here with us. Yeah. Finally, our website is up and running. We have taken the time during lockdown to figure out, well, not to figure it out because we sort of knew what we were doing, but to actually do yeah. it. Um, and it's up and running. There's a blog on there. You can listen to the episodes on there. There's a ton of stuff about us on there. I mean, you may be interested, yeah. you may not. But go and check it out. Have a look, see what you can do. And you can contact us via there as well. We are also in the process of setting up a Patreon page um, because the kids need shoes. Uh, so yeah. we we don't earn anything from this podcast. Like n- no. nothing. Like not, no. not even like we get some money in, but we spend it on the podcast. We don't get any money in. So we love no. doing it, but obviously... If you love us doing it, then we would love it if you could find it in your hearts to kind of help us fund it a little bit. So I guess we're going to come yeah. up with some cool stuff that you can get. Absolutely, because we're not going to ask you money for nothing. I mean, in addition to the podcast that we are already doing, we'll also do some other cool shit to like reward you for helping us. So yeah. we're coming up with a list of ideas for that, um, and that'll be up and running. Also, if you haven't checked it out, our YouTube page is up and running with like the newest episodes. So like last week's recording is up, this week's recording will go up this weekend. So if you want to watch us... Knock yourself out. That's where we are. TVMyHusbandHates.com Yeah. Do it. All right, let's move on. Let's get on with Family Karma. And we had finally, this was the season finale, we ended with Vishal and Riches. uh, Riches, Riches, I've forgotten. Riches. Riches. (laughs) It's not unusual for me to forget names. Uh, Engagement party. That, I have to say, he pulled it off. He, He pulled it off. Like, I think we didn't, I think we did a poll last week and it was a, I feel like it was kind of 50-50 on whether or not he was going to be able to really pull it off. It was amazing. He did, he did really a well. fabulous job, even with like weather shit coming up and things having to be changed. They all looked amazing. Everybody was happy. Everybody was drinking and dancing. Even Well done, Vishal. Even well Loopy Loper found even it Lopa. in her heart. She dug deep and she found it in her heart to say to Vishal that he'd done a good job. They even yeah. had a cuddle. Had a cuddle. How long? Maybe do you the relationship how, is moving on. Well, how long do you reckon that's going to last? You know, I think honestly, if Vishal keeps stepping up and like being kind of the traditional man in the relationship, I think that goes a long way with Lopa because I actually think a lot of her insecurities are more about him taking care of Richa versus his weird quirkiness. I think you're right. I think it is kind of a tradition. But I don't think it's as much taken care of. I think she wants her to marry somebody wealthy. Like, yes, partly to take care of her, but I think she's pretty aware that Richard can take care of herself. I think she's... Yeah. I think it's a status thing. And I do think there is something about Vishal that is just a little unnervingly goofy. Well, like, that's, it is a bit that's what I mean. That's what I mean by taking care of. Like, not necessarily like taking care of her feelings, which obviously he'll do. I mean, like in their society, take care of his wife. And she wants to make sure he's got that status. Yeah. And I think it's that I don't actually think she's worried about whether he can take care of Richard because of Richard. I think he's worried about whether because of the the way it looks. Do you know what I mean? I think it's a hundred percent, a hundred percent. You know, we did ask whether, because she's been asking whether it's reasonable 
for, like, she's been asking what he earns. Yeah. And I was unsure about whether that was reasonable or not. Like, for my money, I would say no, because, I mean, I would, I don't think, I would be very uncomfortable if my dad was like, so, Jimmy, how much did you earn this year? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think if, like, my parents ever had, I don't think my parents ever had that conversation with my husband but I think it's more because, like, they knew what he did, so they kind of had a ballpark in his in their head. Yeah, I mean, your um, husband's... Yeah, we all, we all know that I mean, your he's husband's... an engineer. He's doing pretty well. So, like, you know, they, I think they had an idea. And my parents don't really... I mean, I'm not going to say they don't care, but I guess they're kind of like Rich's mom. Like, they know I'll be fine. Like, money... Like, they... That's just who I am. Yeah. Like, I will always be doing something that brings something in or whatever. So, like... I don't think they cared for like that. I think they just wanted coming from like a single parent household. I think they wanted to make sure that I could make, I could have different choices than my mom did about like what I wanted to do in terms of kids. I think that's what it all broke down to. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they ever asked like that would be tacky. Yeah. And I think that's what Loper is in I my that's Southern I, family. I get this. It's like just all about the status of yeah, yeah. how that marriage looks. That being said, they do make up, um, they have a little cuddle. We did ask uh, whether it would last the harmony. 45% think it will last and 55% think not a chance. Oh, that's pretty close. It is pretty I'm close. hoping it will just for like Richa and Vashal's sake. Cause like, I just think it's irritating when you have to deal with like strife within the family, whether it be from divorce or in-laws not getting along or whatnot. I mean, on I the upside, know. I feel like if you can afford to spunk 40K on an engagement party, he's probably doing okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think we're talking about, like, broke people here. Also, they don't live in the same area. So I, I, in what I picture, and who knows where they'll end up, maybe Richa will move to Miami, and they'll be around his family, and Lopa will just come visit because she lives in Memphis. Yeah. But... Well, let's hope so. Let's hope she stays in Memphis. She's tricky. Um, the other, <laughs> yeah. the other kind of storyline throughout this episode was Bali and Anushka, because obviously Anushka's leaving for college, and this one kind of really touched me because obviously I've got two girls, and I'm sure it's the same with boys. Um, but the thought of saying goodbye to like my kids as they go off to college, as much as I fucking hate them sometimes, like, and I love the yeah. idea of having the house to myself, I think like actually. It really kind of made me think, oh, I don't think I'm going to be as hard as nails as I think I'm going to be when it comes to that. Yeah, I'm, I'm always torn with this because I think on the one hand, I will be very excited for them to like go and oh, yeah. start their life and me kind of get back to like my life, <laughs> which I don't know if that's fair or not. But also I have very young kids, so who knows? I mean, I could change my mind in five years. Like, no, I think that's totally fair. It's very far away. I think that's but, totally um, fair. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how I'll feel. No, I mean, I, never, I think I think I'm basing go it on Billy going to school because I was always like, oh my god, I'm counting down the days. Yeah, I can't wait yeah, to yeah. School. God, I can't wait. And then I saw in that uniform, like walking off along the playground by herself, and I was just like, <laughs> oh, this is just too much. So I feel, I feel Aww. like I'll be the same with college. I feel like I'll be like, yeah, great. I'm sure and you I will. will. Obviously, be super excited. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to spread her wings and go and do it. I'm not going to be that mum that's like, you are not leaving. Me. Right, right. Super um, creepo. But I did feel for her a little bit. I do think saying, yeah. like, it's the end of an era. I think that's what it is. It, it changes so much after that. Well, and they, it's also just the two of them, which I think is huge. Like, if it's just 
one mom and one kid, like that's your life. And that's who you're used to living with. And I think there's a lot of things kind of tied up in that. I mean, my mom wasn't super sad for me to go, like at least in my like recollection of when I left, she wasn't. Um, I think she was sadder when my brother left because then it was like the end of kids being home. Because he was a favorite child? Probably. (laughs) But he was was the youngest. So like I think that was like the demarcation of having no more kids at home. I think if you have multiple kids it'll probably hit you the second time when the second one leaves versus the first because then you have the second one at home. But I don't know. I loved this. I loved how O'Malley handled (gasps) like the conversation. Me too. About Bali moving to Louisville. And it was perfect. It was just like, I want you there, but I want you there when you're ready to be there. There's no time limit. I agree. It really was touching. I thought he really nailed it. And I just think... That relationship for me is such a light for everybody else. Like, I think Bali's kind of that. She's that weird in-between auntie and young person. And I think a lot of these kids have these, like, great great parents. Yeah. But it's, but it, it's relationships that came from a completely different era. I have nothing against arranged marriage. It's a cultural no. thing. Like, for the love of God, God, maybe that's the way to do it. I don't know. They well, it's seem, obviously working it's if obviously you look working. like in this community that we've um, seen. But it's not as realistic now. So I think these kids, in some ways, are kind of like a bit adrift going, well, how do we, like, it's a different right. set of rules. And I think Bali's putting out such a great example with O'Malley. Uh, with O'Malley. Like, yes, he's outside of the culture, but he and her are working on such a healthy relationship. And I think that's Absolutely. a great thing for everybody to see. And I hope that like people like Anisha and Monica take stuff from that because both of them can learn a lot from that relationship. A hundred percent. Like I think they are the couple goals other Me than too. like the older married people, like the old, like the married parents. Cause like, obviously they're all super cute, but you're right. Like they, they didn't date. Like that's kind of uncharted territory for them. Whereas I think Bali is really showing kind of the modern relationship and I love their relationship a hundred percent. They're the couple goals for me in this show. Um, I just, I love the understanding and like the compassion that they show for each other and the respect that they show for each other, I I think is huge. I love that like that O'Malley doesn't fit into the Indian clothes. Like he gets like, (laughs) he can't remember the names because it is, it's like, it's, it's names that you're not used to, so it's really difficult. You tell me somebody's called Sarah, I remember that I've grown up with that name all my life, but like right. remembering the Indian names isn't as easy. And I love no. that they're having that conversation, those conversations, they're breaking down those boundaries. And I think it's super, super healthy. And I love that Anushka has that. I, I'm not 100% sure about Bali and Louisville, but yeah. maybe that will be fine. I mean, I I kind of think it'll end up being they spend some time in Miami, some time in Louisville, like yeah. balancing it out. Because I could see after like living in Miami for so long, I think the draw of Louisville, like kind of a slower down life occasionally would be kind of appealing. And also just living with him, right? Like that's a huge, that's yeah. why she's moving there. Like, I love that they him. FaceTime all night together. Like they wake up oh with God. each other. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think it's a bit mental, but I just love that that works for both of them. Do you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. That you find yeah. the one person in the whole world Who will that's do that totally with cool with that. <laughs> yeah. I just think, God, that's amazing. Jimmy would be like, yeah. I mean, I have to like force Jimmy I mean, onto FaceTime. Do you FaceTime guys do that when he goes on tour? I have to, I have to be like text him six times going, are you like, are you there? Do you remember that we exist? Would you like to call? Like, should we FaceTime? 
He's like, oh, right. sorry, I was like out getting noodles with the guys. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, great. I, I was running around Central Park. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I just did a PB on my 10K. Oh, great. Come in. <laughs> I did 10K in fucking cleaning the house. That's what I did. Anyway. There you um, go. And then finally, another relationship to talk about just before we move on from family karma is, of course, Nicholas and Amrit. And I thought this, again, was a super interesting conversation. I love how much the show has brought up and it's like eight episodes that we've had. I think it's really tapped on a lot of different issues within like kind of the American Indian community combination. Um, and in this, we see Nicholas getting kind of angry at Amrit's mom for calling him his friend and how she kind of dealt with it and how they dealt with it as a couple. Um, because I think like, I totally understand where Amrit's mom was coming from. Like, that's a difficult place to navigate in a community that may not be very open to it. And Nick understands this because he comes from a community that's not very open to it. Like, evangelical Christians are not gay friendly. <laughs> um, <laughs> not in general. Like, they're not. They, no. they don't believe in it and whatnot. Um, and while when I was watching it, I did not agree with Nicholas talking to Amrit's mom the way he did about it. Like I didn't think it was the time or place to really talk to her about it at somebody else's house. But once Nicholas explained where he was coming from, I think I appreciated it a little bit more. What did you think? I mean, I fully, I got where both of them were coming from straight off the yeah. bat. Like I get it. And I feel like he's fought against it at home with the evangelical Christians. And now he feels he has to fight against it here as well. And I think he felt on a personal level, he needed to make a stand that I get. Did he choose the right time and place? Uh, no, like absolutely, right. absolutely not. Um, yeah. Should he have had that conversation with Amrit first? Yes. Could he have tackled it better? But you know what? We all make mistakes and it was an emotional yeah. conversation. He felt like it needed to come out. I get all of that. What I loved, I don't hold that against anybody. You make a mistake, no. you choose the wrong time absolutely. or place. That happens all the time. Yeah. What I love, though, is the conversation that he went out of his way to have with Amrit's mum at the engagement. And, and they were both so open to it. And I think yeah. the reality is that Nicholas has kind of been cut away from his family to a certain extent since since this. And and that right. Emirates mum welcomed him in and they had that conversation. She held his hand. It was that's how conversations happen. And at the yeah. end, she's like, have you met my son? And then I was like, oh, I, I don't I know. know. I think I've been overly emotional. It's been a lot. <laughs> no, um, I think it's a, it's like, it's a super sweet thing. Cause also the dad is like, I have three sons now. Like, yeah, just the growth, the compassion, just, I don't know. I loved everything about that end conversation. Me and too. Where and where they I, both came from. I think the thing I loved the very most was that I think sometimes people are really woke and we're all really woke to us. We're woke right. to very different extents, obviously, but I think our generation is quite woke. And, and I think we expect sometimes everybody to be there with us right away. And if you're not, then you're a terrible person, no matter what your generation. And I think actually yeah. it's okay for older generations or for people with different backgrounds or cultural experiences to take a little bit longer to come to something. It doesn't mean that they're terrible people. I feel like sometimes a, people who are really woke don't give 
people a chance to process something in the time and the way that they need to and immediately sort of write them off as bigots. I mean, I think there are are definitely bigots and you can tell the difference between that. And I just think this is such a lovely example of that where somebody just needed a little more time. And I love that Amrit's mum said, I am fine with this. But I am also aware that there are a lot of people that aren't fine with that. And they are my friends. Yeah. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that she can't be friends with those people. She's just, I think, recognizing that some people need a little more time to process this shit. Well, and she's got to navigate it as well, right? Like she had to process it and now she's got to navigate where it stands in the community and how her relationships may change with certain people. And I think she's open to that. I think you've nailed it. Um, You've nailed it. Like, I think we all need to be a little bit more compassionate about letting people grow Yeah, and educate over time. Like, nothing happens overnight. Like, none of these ideas are new. Yeah. You know, they've been going on for a while, and I think it's okay to let people catch up and just and take a beat. Because sometimes you'll have a conversation, and people have never thought about it before, because it's not their... It's not their normal reality. It's not their day-to-day struggle. So sometimes people get caught up in their privilege. Like, it's just the way it is, right? Totally. Well, and also it can take, like, if you look at it on a personal level, it can take so long for you to unlearn personal habits. So, like, whether it's that you struggle to be vulnerable or you struggle to say sorry or, you know, you have this need to be perfect, whatever it is, like, they're not healthy habits and it can take so long to unpack that stuff. So if you've also grown up being told that a certain thing is wrong, it's very unreasonable to expect that just like that, you go, oh, okay, now it's right. It takes time to unpack that shit. It doesn't mean that they don't want to. And I think that we could all learn, like you say, by being just a little bit more patient and tolerant of people who are clearly not bigots, but just fucking processing shit. Yeah, I mean, you you don't have to be compassionate to, like, someone showing up to somebody's house and, like, KKK regalia or anything like that. Like, you you don't have to be compassionate to those fuckers. (laughs) But (laughs) you do have to be compassionate to other people who want to grow and learn. And I think that's all... We're all just trying to do our best here. Yeah. You know, and it will take everybody time to get there. But I love all of the stuff that has come up with Family Karma... I really hope this show gets picked up again. I'm just in love with it. I'm lo- in love with the people. I'm in love with the messages and Me Bravo. Too. You need to, you need to bring it back for season two. Well, before lockdown came in, we were going to get one of my very good friends who's from the Indian community to talk about it. Lockdown has kind of put a spanner in that work, but I feel like right. once this is over, we should definitely do that and have that conversation. Yeah, or even have a mini-sode about it. Like, have yeah. her watch it and catch up, and we can just do kind of like a recap about let's communities. I think that'd be awesome. Okay. Um, let's move on to, hands down, my favorite uh, franchise right now, Below Deck Sailing. Yacht. Yes, BDSY. BDSY. <laughs> Which is our new name for it. Basically, yeah. it's like become our new sex show. Um, <laughs> it was it was called Hashtag Awkward. That was the title of the episode. And I uh, have to say, they couldn't have called it anything else because that proposal no. was the worst. Like, I have no words. <laughs> he should not have proposed. Like, nothing about this vacation was heading towards proposal. <laughs> if you have to ask somebody desperately if you can borrow a ring to propose to somebody, 
It's probably not the time to propose. It's not the time, dude. Like, you could have waited. And it was awkward and uncomfortable <laughs> for everybody around. Um, it was really bad. It was like the worst Band-Aid proposal I've ever seen. And it wasn't like... All, it, all he needed to do was actually just sit her down for a conversation and say, look, I'm confused. I don't know whether you're right. into this. Like, that was what... But what he decided to do was propose almost like as a litmus test to see... yeah whether she was into it, but, but do it in front of everybody, including a ton of cameras. Um, and do you know what? Credit to her for she not just it. like fucking going, oh shit, yes. Like, I don't yeah, know yeah. if I would have been strong enough like <laughs> with the cameras and the friends and the, everybody yeah. to do what she did. But she, credit to her, she fucking was like, uh, I think we need to talk. Yeah, well, and she didn't like, Flat out would just be like, no, are you crazy either? Like she handled it really, really well. Um, I'm with you. I probably would have just said yes because it was on TV and then been like, dude, we have to have a real conversation. <laughs> I definitely would have done. I'm spineless in those fucking, I, I like. A hundred percent. Like, I don't want to like embarrass this man and like. Oh God, the whole thing made yeah. my sphincter clench. It was just the worst. Unless, unless I'd had a little bit too much wine that day, then I would not have handled it gracefully at no, all. No, then you'd like, have been the like. What the fuck are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> I mean, I love watching that Reagan. Like that Reagan for me is like a great show. But if I'm on the other end of that Reagan, not so great. Like you don't no. want to do that. No, no. That was, that was it yeah. was really awkward. And also it, it just so made awkward. me feel like he was such a pussy wet wuss. Oh yeah. They're like, I think they broke up after that. that that's my prediction for that relationship. Like, yeah. dude, we can't be together. <laughs> I don't care enough to look it up. But if I did, I'm pretty yeah. sure you'd be right. Um, Fair dues. For some reason, um, I don't know whether I was drunk when I watched this episode, but when we did the pre-production <laughs> chat, Reagan was like, what about that? Ta- what about Madison at the dinner when she threw a tantrum? I was like, uh, I have absolutely no recollection of that. Yeah. So, so there are going to be a few things that Kat does not remember about this um, show, <laughs> which I think is now the rest of the show. <laughs> Pretty much from now on. Oh, no, I remember Adam and Jenna and the flowers. Yeah. Yeah. So we see um, Adam kind of gallivanting off to get Jenna flowers because she hadn't gotten flowers, almost knocked himself out in the process and pretty much would have ruined the charter had he done that. But can we just talk about how fucking hard as nails he is? Like if I'd hit my head on that log like that. It was so loud. The camera picked up the sound of him knocking himself. In fucking hospital. I'm super surprised he didn't knock himself the fuck out. He didn't even cry. Like, I expected him to just drop. <laughs> Me too. And, like, be out. <laughs> Hit the deck. He didn't even cry. I definitely would have no. cried. Oh, 100%. <laughs> and, I mean, he didn't even have a bruise. I was like... I know. What is his head made of? The same thing Anyways. as his heart. Apparently so. Apparently so. That's a bit of a Freudian slip, but yeah. So he goes off and gets her the flowers and he like puts them in her room and he's all excited about it and then gets really fucked off because she doesn't react the way he thinks she should. And I think that hands down is the problem with Adam. I agree, but I'm going to just stand up a little bit as devil's avocado here. I think... We all know Adam's damaged. Like, I don't think Adam's yeah. a bad dude. I think his bad no. behavior comes from some sort of damage, hurt, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. He was broken. She has previously just said, nobody's ever bought me flowers. I think if anybody bought me flowers, I'd just, like, cry. It would be the most amazing thing. Da-da-da-da. 
he goes, do you know what? I really like this girl. I'm going to open up. I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to yeah. do something romantic, which I don't normally do. So I think it's quite a lot for him. Yeah. So he goes off, does it, especially he's doing it in ca- on camera. And then she's like, oh, great. Yeah, they're nice. And I think he just feels like he's given a piece of his soul when all she sees is like some fucking dirty beach flowers. Like, and I get, I totally get that he doesn't have the right to like expect a reaction from her. Right. Um, And I think that he's wrong in the way he then kicks off because I don't think he's doing that self-reflection that I have done for him here. Right, right. Um, But... I do think that there is something always beneath the surface going on with Adam that is actually just this quite scared, frightened little boy oh, that just wants fucking love absolutely. and attention. No, I totally agree. I think Jenna could have handled it better. I think she will have watched the show and been like, holy fuck, like he put a huge amount of effort into doing that and I feel like a dick. Like I 100% think that's what she's thinking when she watches this back. I'm thinking... Like, I'm trying to get in, like, her headspace. Like, she's been running around, like, taking care of people all day. Like, I don't think it registered with her what he did. So I think, like, like again, like, both of them are in the right-wrong on yeah, this yeah, situation. Yeah. Like, it, it's so tricky, and it's so hard to, I think, manage people's expectations, but also being true to your feelings and whatever. Um, but he 100% does not handle it correctly, in the end. So like we're good. We'll skip over the Madison stuff for a little bit. So they all go out to dinner. They go back to the boat. Adam and Jenna go into like the master cabin. They have sex. And then like, I didn't write down exactly what she said, but like she brought up something and he loses his shit. And he's like, I don't want to talk about this right now. Like I'm getting angry. And then she was like, but like, like, this is a fairly benign thing. I think you get mad at me because I don't act the way you want me to. And that kind of kicks everything off. So we don't see him storm out at the end of the episode. Sorry for all of you who actually watched this. So I'm kind of <laughs> recapping it more for Kat. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I've got one fucking job, which is to watch the show. That's all I've got to I do. I mean, you don't. You have like 50 have million jobs, jobs, but this is one of them. Um, so anyways, like the show ends with like us just hearing them yell behind the master bedroom door. So I think next week we'll kick off with like him storming out. And I'm pretty sure this is all over, but, but of course he's not, I'm right in thinking he hasn't spoken to her about the flower situation. No. So in his mind, he's just internalized all this shit. And now she said something it's triggered it. And now he's gone with all the anger. Yes. Got it. Okay. A full day of anger just kind of slowly packed down. And then why don't we talk about, well, why don't you talk about um, Madison (laughs) at dinner who throws a tantrum? Yeah, she just like, again, I didn't write down what she said because I can't take that detailed of notes. But um, so at at the dinner, um, I think Madison is feeling really lonely because Parker is gone and she doesn't really have like a boat friend. And then Chris has come on and Chris and Georgia Georgia are like flirting and she's like oh fuck like there's another couple so that essentially leaves her with Byron which I'd be totally fine with me too I think she's won the jackpot frankly absolutely like just drink go dancing with Byron have a great time because he'll be the fun guy that won't molest you afterwards like he'll just be the the straight and narrow dude that you can go have a good time with I love that Um, that's the ballpark in this 
Like I mean, when we come to blow deck, it's like, I mean, he's the guy that isn't going to molest you. I mean, (laughs) he won't date rape you. So you'll be okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, to work on a yacht. Oh man. But, um, but instead she is just like really pissed off. She just kind of loses her shit and throws a hissy fit and like storms off where Byron is like, you know what? She causes a lot of drama. She loves that. She craves the attention, but she can't deal with the spotlight, which I thought was like pretty in tune. But I also think she's just fucking sad. Yeah. I think she's over it. And I mean, I think remember they're on their penultimate charter. So it's like, it's like that thing when you're on tour. Cause I mean, Jimmy tours, but I used to tour as well. Yeah. And it's, it doesn't matter how long the tour is. If the tour is six months, by like the end of the fifth month, you're done. If the tour is six yeah. days, by the end of the fifth day, you're done. I think she's just at that point. Like she's just yeah. over it. Well, and I think she's lost her buddy. And then in this episode, they kind of talk about a few things that like when she lost her sister, it was quite a yeah. hard thing. Like she was murdered and... You know, all this stuff. So, like, I think I think Madison is dealing with a lot of shit. Um, and I think that's where all this is coming from. Because ultimately, I think Madison's a great girl. I think she works her ass off. She did an amazing job on that beach party. I love that she, like, redeemed her beach Me party too. self this episode. Um, so I think, like, I'm willing to give her more of a pass because Me like, too. I think she's cool. Um, and then Vanderpump Rules. Oh, yes. The engagement episode. Did you cry? Which I feel we I say cried. a lot. I cried. I 100% cried. I cried. I, I was so teary. love Stasi. Like, I know that she's been a bitch, but there has always, and I think Lisa sees this too, there has always been something ultimately quite special about her. There is like, yeah. you know how some people just have that thing? She has it, and she's ultimately likable. She's whip smart, super funny, And I love that she's found her perfect equal with Bo. Like anybody who knows. He's amazing. He is. Anybody who knows that the perfect proposal is in a cemetery is just, I mean, to be fair, cemeteries in England are very different to cemeteries in LA. Like that looked like a pretty beautiful place to propose. Yeah, but I will tell you, like, some cemeteries in England are pretty amazing. Like, Highgate Cemetery is incredible. But Highgate Cemetery still puts off a real feeling of, like, there's a ton of dead people here. Like, it's quite, like, dark and moody. You you didn't get that with the L.A. (laughs) It looked like, let's have a picnic. I don't think L.A. does dark and moody. Like, that's not on brand. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. But, But, yeah. This engagement was everything. I'm so happy she let him surprise her. And, like, he stayed strong in this, like, resolute, he will surprise her with this, whether it fucking kills them, (laughs) he will do it. And I think that's who you need to be to be with Stassi. Like, I can't fucking budge on this. I want to throw this ring in your face, but, like, I'm going to hold back and I'm going to do this right. And, like... I just loved it. I love that Lisa threw this like gorgeous dinner party afterwards and flew in like her family was there and like everything about it was just, it was perfect. Perfection. Of course, Kristen wasn't there. I did think it was weird that they left Kristen's chair. It's like, is it Macbeth where they leave the chair? I think so. See, see, and people think reality TV is only watched by stupid people. Uh there's I mean, some... all of you missed our very scintillating uh, Man Booker Prize chat in our production meeting. <laughs> huh? Smart people watch reality TV too, you know. That's right. Um, 
now it's not going to be Macbeth. It's going to be something else. I'm going to look really stupid. But anyway, it's they fine. left this like chair of Chris. And I'm like, Lisa is a, like the hostess with the mostest. If she knows somebody's not coming, you fucking take that chair away. Do you think she didn't know? No, because like, they had they the there? conversation oh, before that's right. with Lala when Lala turns up wearing her nighty and nothing yeah. else. And they have the conversation. That but I wonder if the table was already set by then. But I mean, she's got people yeah. like take That's the true. chair away it was really awkward seeing it maybe they just left it there for dramatic effect oh that's right they are shooting a tv show <laughs> forgot about that um and then of course carter jumps to Kristen's defense i'm gonna say it carter looks like somebody who should be like you know you know like those documentaries about people on death row like yeah. i feel like he looks like that kind of shady he's such shit a dick. person he's, he's such, such a dick, a dick. He's just, he's just so unbearable. And it's so toxic, that relationship with him and Kristen. And the fact how, that he, go on. Go ahead. I was going to say, how the fuck are you going to text something like that to like one of the nicest men alive? On the I mean, day honestly, that they just got engaged. On the day that you know he's proposing. Like, it's just shitty. It's poor timing. It's tacky. It's fucking gross. Do you know why though? Because he didn't have the fucking balls to send it to Stasi. Oh no, Stasi would have fucking murdered him. Yeah, that's why. But yeah, and I just, yeah, I don't, I don't like him at all. That relationship with Kristen is so toxic. It's so bad for Kristen too. I mean, I think she's dating somebody else now. So I think we can safely assume Carter is finally out of the picture. Yeah, but Kristen just chooses these weird oh. guys. I can't imagine, like, Kristen's never going to choose a bow until she sorts out her shit. Yeah. She's always yeah. going to need Nailed some it. kind of weird drama, fucking crazy guy because that's what validates her. But she just needs a bow. And I mean, not actually bow, but like she just needs yeah, her yeah, yeah. version of bow. And she's not well, going to do know, it until she works I mean, on she, her own shit. She had Tom Sandoval, which, you know, I know Tom can be a little douchey, but he's not fucking Carter. Like he is definitely more on the bow side of the spectrum. And she fucked that all up by fucking Jax. But that's because she's not working on her own shit. She right. needs to work on her own shit. And then her bow, her Tom will come. But right now... She's just not interested in doing it. No, I mean, she needs to work on herself to get like her girlfriends back and then like be her own complete person for a while before she's going to have a healthy relationship. Well, and Lala calls it at the end of the day, like you've not been at two of your friends engagements. Right. What is the common denominator? It's you. Like you have to look at yourself. Yeah. Which she doesn't like. And no, she doesn't like has a cry about it with Brittany when Jax comes over to mow her grass. Gosh. Literally, not figuratively. <laughs> uh, that would be weird. At least we but hope I love so. it comes over and then the battery dies. That's so Jax. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the other thing we have going on, of course, is the softball game between Tom Tom and Sir. Yeah. And I totally thought Tom Tom was going to sweep it. We did not, a poll about it a couple weeks ago. Not They a lost to Sir. But I mean, who knew Sheena is like this? And Charlie. Massive softballer. And Charlie, which I thought was a huge shock. She does I not come off. I can't bear her. Oh, my God. I can't bear I, her. I wanted to, like, stab her through the screen when she started talking about the first time she tried pasta and it was oh. at the Olive Garden. She's a fucking idiot. I just... Like, I, I can't I can't even... No. I can't abide it. I hope she's not on there next season. I think the whole... I have to say, I don't think it's working. Like, I get that they're trying to inject new blood into it really the only person i want to see is dana return everybody else 
I'm yeah. not interested in any of these sir scenes anymore. I want to see Stacey and Bo. I want to see Kristen, Katie, Tom, Schwartz, Ariana, Ariana yeah. and Tom. That's who I'm interested in. I'm not warming. Absolutely. They haven't casted it well enough for me to make the jump back to sir. No, I totally agree. 100 per Sent. Um, also, at the softball game, we do see James apologize to Katie, which I actually was really surprised how real and heartfelt it felt watching it. I, I wrote, I'm going to bring up the poll. I said that I nearly knocked my microphone off then, sorry. <laughs> I said that I did think that it was genuine. And I felt, I did too. Like, I felt like this was him really making an effort to make amends. Now, I do know people in the program and that step is actually pretty far down the line. I was going to say, isn't it like nine or 10? It's like quite far. It's one of the high ones. And it takes, if you're doing it properly, it takes a little bit of time. Obviously he's got a TV show to be on. So obviously it's a great time for him to do it. But that aside, I hope he is taking the program seriously. But I did feel like it was genuine. And in fact... I did too. And even if it wasn't like a proper amends, like I think he did the the right thing by just saying sorry. He did. To her because they were together. He did. So I I polled it and I said, is this really the the last apology from James Kennedy to to Katie Schwartz? 51% said yes. 49% said no chance. That's a tight poll. But you know what? When you've been a dick for that long, it doesn't matter how... like. Your early recovery, yeah. you've got to earn you've got to earn your chops. And he hasn't earned them yet. But I do think he's earning it bit he's by bit there. in my book. He's going in the right direction. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Um it 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 made me tear up a little bit. I felt like he was super genuine. I think he's on the right path. I'm really excited to see kind of the new James Kennedy because actually I think he could be quite successful and a really cool dude me too. being sober. And also he's young. He's young enough to turn it around. Yeah. So I'm excited to see good things from James Kennedy. Um, let's move on to Beverly Hills. Yeah, let's just go down the road to Beverly Hills. And we've um, gone from the most awkward proposal to the most awkward dinner party. Holy shitballs. My favorite is stoned Mauricio. <laughs> if I could be anybody at that table, I'd be Mauricio. <laughs> I love Mauricio. I love Mauricio and Carl, uh, Kyle. I love their relationship. I love the family that they've built. I have a lot of time for both of them. I think that this is probably the worst dinner party they've ever thrown. Absolutely. I mean, because there are other people there too. Like, it's not just the housewives. Like, I felt bad for those other people. Like, fucking awkward. Like, I, I would be so drunk at that table. But I, I was like, so if drunk. I was one of the other people, like the friends <laughs> that was like, come along, I'd be like, this is the best night of my life. Yeah. And then you get there. Well, no, I still would have loved it. I would have loved just sitting back, <laughs> watching the drama unfold. You know, yeah. I would have loved it. Anyway, That's that true. aside, I can't imagine Kyle would have loved it. But let's let's flip back a little bit because I think it's okay. important to talk about the Teddy Sutton Lisa Rinner chat because this is kind of where it all starts they have dinner together and I think Sutton in a very reasonable calm kind of light-hearted way says to Teddy babe to be honest your invite kind of sucked like if I'm gonna come I want to feel like you want me there a hundred percent like I think she calls it exactly right Teddy did give a shitty invite like Teddy cannot I, like, I don't know what it is. Me neither. But 
It's just something that's just a disconnect. I think I actually wrote at some point in my notes something along the lines of, why is Teddy being so fucking... And then I actually wrote, I can't think of the word. Like, I just don't... I know it comes from an insecurity around these girls that I can get, but I just don't understand why she's digging in so deep on this. Like, why she's not just going, do you know, I just, I phrased it badly. I would really love to have you there and I'm, I'm really grateful for your support. Or just double down and be like, you know what, guys? It's not the right event for you guys to come to. Done. Like... I don't understand her confusion on this issue. I I just don't get where she's coming from. Like, no, and I don't know if she knows what she wants. And maybe that's it. Like, she just doesn't. She's not clear about what she wants from her friends or the group or the show or like she doesn't know how to make it all work together. Yeah. So this all kind of sets up a little bit of tension between Denise and uh, between Sutton and Teddy. Excuse me, I just did it, but probably <laughs> could have got away without announcing it. But anyway, probably. Um, so it sets up a little bit of tension. And then Kyle has her kind of welcome home dinner party where Lisa Rinna, in her infinite wisdom, suggests that they play the most LA game I've ever heard, which is <laughs> to the person to your left, say what you first thought about them and what you think about them now. And I love the way that everybody's taking the piss going, oh my God, when I met you, I thought you were really pretty. And now that I know you, now you're I gorgeous. know you're really pretty. <laughs> Sutton's like, this is bullshit. And uh, this and is then, where you see the Southern side of Sutton come out. I loved it. Sutton was like, I'm not taking this bullshit. You've asked me to do Fuck something. No. I'm going to fucking do it. And it's so funny to me. Cause again, I think at last week I mentioned, I'm part of a lot of these reality TV groups on Facebook just to kind of see what people are talking about. Everybody fucking hates her. Sutton. Like nobody likes Sutton on the show. Everybody thinks she's a massive bitch and whatever. Whereas I came away from this. I was so like, you know what? I quite like her. Like she's honest. Everybody fucking knows Teddy comes off as boring as fuck. Teddy like we've boring. talked about it on the show. Everybody thinks that like, yeah, maybe it wasn't nice to say to a pregnant lady's face, but in front of honestly, a load of people at a dining table, like I get it, but that was the game. It also wasn't the end of what she said. Exactly. That's all Teddy heard and got really upset. But like she went on to explain that her first impression was wrong. I mean, in Teddy's defense, Teddy sort of says afterwards, it wasn't the boring comment. It was the comment about, oh my God, and she's pregnant. Lord help us. Like that one where I can see that that would perhaps be a little offensive. But But let's be real. Everybody knows pregnant ladies are the worst. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're Teddy boring and then you're pregnant Teddy boring, I mean, that's like boring squared. It's like really boring. Um, So Sutton has a point, but she doesn't leave it there. She goes, and then I realize actually you're not. You're super interesting. And we all know she's talking out of her ass, but at least she's like making it right. Um, You know, it wasn't the right time. I'm sure people, there are there that she doesn't, you know, you don't want to be called boring in front of 15 other people. Like I understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, But still, like that was the game. It was the game and she is boring and... If she hadn't fucked up so badly with the fucking invitation, it wouldn't have mattered. Like, she wouldn't have no. said it. At the end of the day. Absolutely. And I'm with you. I think I came away from this episode for the first time going, actually, I, I quite, I don't hate Sutton. I'm not ready to yeah. say that she's. Oh, no, I don't love nice her. Girl. I don't yeah. think she's going to be but an I don't OG. Hate but her. 
I think she brings an interesting dynamic. Like just like when Erica joined, like Erica brought an interesting dynamic to the group of ladies. And I think sometimes it, the group can be a little too LA. And I think Sutton's mixing that up a little bit. Well, and Erica isn't happy. I think Erica and Sutton do not like each other. And I, and I love Erica and I'll always be team Erica on this, but Sutton does have this thing. She's like, Oh my God, I'm wearing ready to wear. It's like, that's fine. You're like, wearing Dolce and Gabbana ready to wear. Like, fuck off. You're not wearing Target clothes, which is what I'd be wearing. And I I'd mean, be bitch, fine with that. I didn't even know there was a difference between like ready to wear and Hoka. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was like, why well, didn't yeah. realize it was an option? Is there an op- is there right. another? Is there a secret <laughs> option B that I didn't know about? Apparently there is. Is there apparently like a there cheaper option that just, I could be wearing that I didn't there, know about? Apparently there are people who just make you an outfit just for you. Who knew? Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? Um, I mean, Teddy didn't because Teddy, they had to explain it to Teddy too, which kind of surprises me. But it also surprised me because her dad is John Cougar Mellencamp. Like that man has clothes made for him. Fuck off. Don't tell me he doesn't. She's just dull. She's just dull. Dull, dull, But you know who's not dull at this table is (laughs) Crazy Pants Aaron. (laughs) He has gone from last season being super cool, fitness husband with Denise, like the down-to-earth guy that she needed after the Sheen shit show yeah. to like conspiracy theorist, big pharma, anti-warrior. Like w- with people following him, they're probably paps, by the way. Right. Or Charlie Sheen's lawyers. Like it's probably or, and not anybody just driving in LA. <laughs> in that weird car. I mean, I get, I, there seems to be some weird shift between last season and this season for Denise and, and Aaron. And I feel like there's yeah. this weird kind of, you know, those people that like wear tinfoil hats and shit yeah. like that. Like I feel that paranoid schizophrenics. That's where they are. Like that's where they <laughs> yeah. are right now. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Like the shit he was talking about was just like, I don't know. I did get the I impression he was pretty drunk. I think he was pretty drunk or or stoned. I mean, maybe he was smoking weed with Mauricio and got super paranoid. But um, <laughs> but Denise was feeding into it as well. And I don't know if she was just having too many pain pills at the time because of her hernia surgery. But like, I don't know. I mean, it was some ancient alien shit. Like, do you guys have that show in the UK? There's a show called Ancient Aliens where it's like a bunch of dudes with really crazy hair that talk about conspiracy theories and aliens. It's kind no. of a cult. Well, we thing might here. do, but I haven't heard of it. Well, maybe you should check it out. But um, yeah, it, it's just very much that way. Like everything is a big government conspiracy theory. Like, yeah, everybody's suppressing like all these, you know, helpful things because we want, ca- you know. Oh, and the fact that cancer, cancer is like, cancer actually comes to apparently cancer according to Aaron actually happens to fight another infection that would kill you immediately but but cancer's actually like saving your life like really yeah I, think he's I don't been, know about this I, know, uh, I kind of liked him better when he was just the quiet dude where everybody talked about his massive penis yeah I mean I'm here for that I prefer chat. that Aaron I'm here for that chat. this Aaron I'm not down with, but I bet Mauricio was loving it. Like how much fun would it be to be stoned and sitting next to that guy? Like eating, eating his wife's fish. Cause she didn't finish the salmon. <laughs> oh my God. I just love Mauricio. I want to be married yeah. to Mauricio. He's like second on my list of reality TV stars that I would want to shag slash marry right now. Yeah. The only thing I don't like about Mauricio and Kyle is when she calls him love bean. I think that's super gross. 
Does she? Yeah, it makes me gag a little bit. Mm. But I wish you'd not put that in my head because I feel like yeah. now I'm not going to be able to stop myself calling Jimmy my love bean. Excellent. Thank no, you, Jimmy. I just tried You're it. welcome, I just, Jimmy. No, I just tried it out and it felt awful. Yeah. It made me get... No, no, it's like an instant gag reflex. Thanks, my love bean. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Um, no. Okay, I mean... I'm excited for this episode. We know that the shit's going to hit the fan with yeah. Denise. So maybe that's what sent Aaron cuckoo, but either way. I mean, way, maybe. We'll see. Maybe then, that's why she went elsewhere, because he went cuckoo. Oh, who well, knows? Maybe. Cause effect? We'll see. Who knows? Then we move on to the Kardashians. Christmas with the Kardashians. Which I have obviously been watching way too much of the Kardashians and ended up spelling Christmas with a K in my notes. It, Again, you're you're very on brand with them, so very, that that works. Very on brand, like Sia. Like Sia, basically, I just want to be a Kardashian. Yeah, I mean, after that Christmas Eve party, who wouldn't? I mean, it was oh, stunning. It was amazing. Stunning. I normally don't give Courtney a lot of credit, but like her ideas were beautiful. Yeah, like she does a she great job. She put together a very homey, personal, massive event. Yeah, and I and like we we can talk about this. Obviously, there's a lot of chat about Christmas, where they're yeah. gonna have Christmas, and and we, you and I didn't fully agree on Courtney this week. But what we yeah. both can agree on is that I do love her commitment to to not letting Christmas become too keeping up with the Kardashians. Absolutely. I mean, I think Courtney frustrates me a lot. Like her, just a lot of her bullshit drives me crazy. A lot of her smugness drives me crazy. But I do know that a lot of her shit comes from a really good place of wanting her kids to have a normal life. And I think that that would be a constant struggle. I have no idea how I would handle that. I don't think I'd be a smug dickhead, but, no, you know, Sorry, that knows? wasn't maybe I would. No. <laughs> I just gave Reagan a face that was like, maybe you would. I didn't mean, I didn't maybe mean you it. Are. Like, maybe <laughs> you are a smug dickhead. <laughs> um, I do feel, though, that like, like, this is kind of where we disagreed. I feel like Courtney's problem isn't necessarily that she's wrong in her kind of conclusion, but that the her delivery sucks, the way that she enters into conversations. Like, she won't even have a discussion about whether Kylie could host Christmas. It's like, no, I'm not doing it. It's not happening. And I'm well, like, I, I like get she, it. But I feel like she said she was fine if she wanted to host it. She just wouldn't go. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like that's not necessarily being totally, like... That's kind of taking yeah. you back home, isn't it? A bit, but like, yeah, that's fair. I enough. do, I do get it. It's it's important to her. I just feel yeah. like like she could engage in a conversation that was a little bit more open to hearing a side. Even if we all knew she was going to be like, "Nah, it's mine." She just is immediately like, "No, I'm not doing it." Done. Like, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think she could have skipped the no, not doing it done part to be like, hey, why don't we just all do it at our own houses? Because that's how it sounds like everybody wants to do it anyways. Like yeah. she could have not put up that wall. She could have just gone right to like, well, you know, why don't we just do it all at our own houses anyways? Because we all want to do it a different way. And, and that's I think fine. I think having kids makes you get to that point. Like obviously they've always done it together, but now for the first time, they really all have quite a lot of children. Right. And I think even like on my personal experience, having kids made me go, do you know what? I actually want to wake up in my own house on Christmas morning. Oh my gosh. Just for the ease of it as well. Like who wants to be hauling around like presents from Santa yeah. to somebody else's house to open and have to deal with like the kids not getting to open them right right away like no no, no. i'm with i'm with that i think they make came to exactly the right conclusion let's do it yeah. all at our own house and then you are at mine for like brunch nine or ten perfect yeah. perfect um the other um, thing go on 
go ahead. No, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, the other thing that we uh, saw a lot of was Scott this week. And I really love Scott. And I think, I mean, I think I knew, but I forgot that he is an only child. So to lose both your parents and be an only child must be super devastating. Well, and he lost them. They died in the same year, if I remember correctly. Three months apart. Like, fuck. Like, I have no idea how you handle that as an only child. I'm not an only child, so I can't really identify with any of that. But I do remember when I was having kids and I was thinking about if we only wanted one or we wanted to have two. And part of me was like, if something happens with us or we're just big asshole parents, like, I want my kid to have someone to go and complain to. Be like, what the fuck is going on with our parents? I was 100% the same. Like, I essentially grew up an only child. I do have half-brothers and sisters that are much older than me. I mean, we're close, but... I never lived with them or anything like that. Um, I'm the only one responsible for both my parents as a partnership. Um, Right. And when we were thinking about having another kid, I was like, you know what? When we die, I want them to have somebody. Yeah. That was, it wasn't even a part of it. It was actually a really big, big part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. So I really felt for Scott and I love that he has Uncle Dave. Um, I thought there was real pain when he was like at the dinner table and they started talking about it. Like, yeah, it just broke my heart for him. And it just, he's a good guy. He a hundred percent is. And I'm really happy he has the Kardashians. Like they fulfill such a big role in his life and has given him all the siblings that you could ever want or need like a load. Um, but I also think they really identify with him. Like they've lost a parent. And I think that's a really comfortable space for him that they can share kind of those, I don't want to say tricks of the trade, but but like kind of the ways you need to deal with your grief and how you can start talking about your parents again. Because I couldn't imagine being the only one left with the knowledge of these two people on the planet, like other than your Uncle Dave and like their friends, but nobody else knows them as a parent. And, you know, and and, an early grandparent. And I think for, you know, his kids, they need to hear about his parents too and not just be the Kardashians. Yeah, and credit to them for, like, recognizing that that Scott needed them. And they don't just, you know, it's not just, like, one of them really likes him. They have all embraced him as a sibling. Chris has embraced him as a son. She's there for him when when he's sick, bringing him chicken soup. Like, he's a lucky motherfucker, frankly, to have them. And they have really, really helped him. But I love, you know, I can speak for hours about how far Scott's come since right. Kardashian's season one. Do you know what I mean? Like he's, yeah, yeah. growth is always so impressive to see. And he's really, I love that he is in the place that he's in right now. Agreed. We also saw Chloe try to be Chris's assistant in this episode. It's never going to work. Oh my gosh. Did you catch her say like, I'm on top of that rose. Do you remember yeah. what that's from? No, I don't remember what that's from, but I did hear it. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Oh, when it? like, yeah. When Christina Applegate becomes like, goes to work for the fashion designer. That's what the that's fashion so designer fun. always has her say. I love that. She said it like I instantly, you know, Christina Applegate is like top of Jimmy's laminated list of people. That yeah, you could- I get that. Mm. I mean, I'm fine with it. I think she's pretty fit. Yeah. Just that's inside. Um, New York, Real Housewives of New York. Yes. We've got it's Fashion Week. Oh, <laughs> fucking Fashion Week. I mean, that's really all that this uh, this 
this episode is about. Fucking fashion week. Ramona's throwing away about with her like, what did you call her in the meeting? The manners Gestapo. I called her the manners Gestapo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to tell everybody else how to behave. She's just so bent out of shape about how everybody's like behaving. Tinsley gets it in the neck for like leaving a room a mess. Leah gets it in the neck for not turning up to an event. You know, all of this stuff. Sonia gets in the neck for being on the phone during the fashion show. Dorinda tries to give it to phones out. I know. And Dorinda tries to give it to uh, Ramona for not sharing her oysters. Obviously, you know me. I'm on Ramona's side. I don't share food. 100%. Get your own fucking oysters, Dorinda. However... Yeah, you do get your own food, but I also don't order before everybody else on the table. No, she's, I mean, Ramona is like, that so was spectacularly right. narcissistic. Like the way that she's yeah. with the designer at the step and repeat and the other lady that she keeps just kicking out. I mean, it's just so painfully. Or the photographer, like put giving, down your amazing camera and grab my old ass cell phone and take a picture for oh, my Instagram. I mean, and oh, then Luann wandering backstage to get her hair blowed out because I mean, the whole, the, they're all just unbearable. That guy was so annoyed with her. It's like so, the one doing her hair. He was so, just like doing everything he could to keep it together. It's on, so unbearable. The cameras. Unbearable. But, um, that aside, we did get some proper chat. Like, we we learn a lot more about Leah in this episode. Um, Absolutely. And the reason she's not the fashion show is, of course, because her mom is desperately upset, like, can't talk to her because she's realized that Leah is now drinking again. Well, Leah tells her that yeah. she's had a drink, right? Which, which I do, like... You know, I get, I pointed out, it's a really interesting dynamic at this lunch with all the girls. We're all like the older women are like, I don't tell my mom shit. Like we don't have that relationship, but all the younger girls are like, I tell my mom everything. Like, why wouldn't I do it that way? And I think it's a real interesting generational shift with parents because I guarantee you, Hannah tells Dorinda everything Yeah, that Dorinda would never tell her mom any of that shit. Like, I just think it's an interesting yeah, it's Dynamic. funny, but it's interesting. I think what I found about this conversation was I know that we'd had a conversation previously about whether she was sober, like in recovery or whether she was right. just not dr- like had chosen to not drink or whatever. Yeah. I feel that Leah has really been downplaying this drinking thing. And I feel like right. the reactions of her mom and the reaction of her baby daddy, which is a term Rob. I hate, like Rob, her husband, her yeah. kid's father, let's call it that. Yeah. Um, makes me think that actually this is a bigger deal and that actually Leah needs to be on the wagon. Yeah, maybe. I Um, mean, I I definitely agree with you that this episode brings up a lot of questions about her drinking because I agree with you. I feel like not as many people would be reacting this way if it was just like an okay thing. Like it's fine if she does, she could just have a drink or two and it'll be fine. Like, I don't think she's that type of drinker. Yeah. Like I think she's, if she's going to have one, she's going to have 50. Yeah. And I think Rob says, I just don't want it to affect Kiki. And I just feel like there is a little bit more to the drinking story than Leah has initially been, been, Interesting. Like, and I, I don't know whether it's because she's in denial or whether it's because she genuinely believes that it's not a problem. Right. But I feel like we find out she hasn't been drinking for nine years and this is her drink. Like nine years is a significant period of time. Um, Absolutely. So like since her kid was three, right? Like isn't her kid 12? I think something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like if your mom is that devastated that you're back on the booze and you're the father of your child comes to see you and is worried about it. Yeah. I just think that there's something a little more time will tell. I mean, listen, right. That the party in the Hamptons, we've all, I mean, 
maybe we've all done every, it. Maybe not everybody listening, but we, well, we like have. you and me, we've Definitely. all done it. We've done that. Absolutely. Th- that in itself isn't enough for me to go, she needs to be on the wagon. But right. I'm interested to see how this develops throughout the season. I would agree with you. I, I didn't take it so much to heart when her mom was doing that. Cause I was like, well, maybe there's just some like weird mom power play. But when Rob was like, dude, no, yeah. that's yeah. when I was like, Oh shit. Maybe there is something a little bit more. Cause I don't see there needing to be a power play between the two of them. So, and she immediately cried. Like yeah. it was a really emotional thing for her. So I just, I, I'm just here to say, none of my predictions have come true, by the way, that I've made really right. at all through this. But I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm here to say that I think there's more. We'll see. Interesting. Well, maybe we can uh, write a blog about it, see if there's some sleuthing to be done. Maybe we um, can. And then Sonia yeah. and, and Leah in the whole outfit gate. Sonia did wrong. Like I was really trying to think because I was like, when I was watching the episode, she did say she sent dresses. She said she sent it nice bag. And Leah was like, no, it's like on a ripped up like paper bag. Part of me wonders if one of the inept interns just fucked a bunch of shit up. But actually I'm now leaning more towards like Sonia, Sonia was just trying to fuck her off. Oh, I mean, listen, I, Sonia was being shady as shit. I don't think there's, I think Sonia's too ditzy to be like, like conniving militia. Right, she's not an evil mastermind. She's not an evil, there's nothing masterminding <laughs> at all about Sonia. But I do think she, in the moment, decided to cause some shit. I mean, Leah sent her pictures of dresses that she would have liked to, to, to wear. Um, she sent everybody else a couple of outfits to choose from. She sends Leah one gray tracksuit. I mean, with a pink wear hat a, in those sunglasses. Nobody's going to wear a pink, a gray tracksuit to Fashion Week. I mean, come on. No, I'm even if it's even if it's cashmere, you're going to stay at home. Like you're not wearing that outside to Fashion no, Week. No, it's called loungewear for a reason. You wear it in it's your lounge. It's Corona wear. It's Corona wear. Oh my god, I'm so into my Corona wear right now. <laughs> it's not cashmere, let me tell you. Um, so I a hundred percent think that Sonia was being shady as fucking shit. Uh, however, I love the way Sonia like plays it off how she goes and puts on the outfit and starts prancing around her own fashion show in the outfit. And Leah's just like, I can't even be mad at her because she's so ridiculous. She looks like a pimp in pajamas. Yeah. So I guess if you're going to be shady and you end it that way, like I'm okay with that. And I think that's, that's Sonia's vibe. Like she'll do something shady, but then she'll like take it a little bit on herself. I'd love to hang out with Sonia. I think it would be a blast. She wouldn't like me. I've got way too many tattoos for her. Uh, she'd just give you shit about him. But True. she would only do it through somebody else. She would never tell you she had a problem with it. She would tell Ramona about it, and Ramona would give you shit. Yeah, it's true. Oh, now I'm friends with them all. This is excellent. Ah, um, all right. Finally, on to Shars, which again is another season finale. Um, this is kind of breaking my heart a little bit. And I think we're going to, like, let's start with the sip and see. Obviously, uh, MJ lost her baby shower because she was on bed rest, so couldn't do that. So instead, she right. decides to do the sip and see, which looks beautiful. I oh, mean, it was amazing. Crazy over the top, but beautiful. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, Reza and Adam can't come because the restraining order is still in place. Gigi right. would rather get her teeth cleaned. And Mike decides that despite everything being okay in Hawaii after the whole Paulina thing, he's now not okay with it. Yeah, I don't agree with Mike's decision on this at all. I feel like Mike is starting more shit. Yeah, Mike's a fucking child. He's an overgrown like, child. You said it was fine. You just, you go. Like, yeah. there are things that you do for your you. friends. It's about no. the fucking baby. 
Right. And the kind of a celebration of like, you know, she lost her dad last year. She's named this kid Shams after her father. Like you show up, you've known these people for ages. Like Reza, I understand why he's not there. He legally can't be. Yeah. But, you know, Mike should have been there. And I, I should get Gigi. why Gigi wasn't there. Gigi's kind of a dick. Like I didn't expect her to go. But, well, um, I'm thinking that Mike's kind of a dick as well. He's just a child. And yeah. I feel like he loves a chance to sit on his high horse and make everybody else seem like, like they're in the wrong. And, and actually it wasn't the time or the place to make a stand. And Nima calls it. I am yeah. loving Nima. Like, you know where dude. I was with Jay Cutler? Yep. I'm kind of that. I haven't had a dream about Nima yet, but I feel like it's coming. It's coming. Maybe after, maybe after this episode. Maybe. Um, um, and talking of Nima, obviously, we get to see so much more of him. And I just love how honest and raw he's being about this because yeah. it must be really fucking hard. I mean, when, when he explains his childhood, like there are, there are a lot of things that are explained about Nima that we've seen in the past that, it, that is completely explained by his parents' divorce and how traumatic it seems and how distant he feels from his mom and his sister and all this. But like at the lunch with his half sister, cause she's just graduated high school. I love the way his dad, like, because he's being so open and vulnerable, his dad opens up. And I really think we're going to see some things be fixed between them. I really hope so. I hope that, cause at the end of the day, regardless of whether his parents say sorry or not, like, that was probably really shit for them too. Like it probably yeah. did them a lot of damage. It they, sounds they horrific. Ma- sounds, they made shitty decisions, but it doesn't yeah. mean that it wasn't damaging for them. And right. at the end of the day, I think what Nima's realizing is that if he's waiting for an apology or in an explanation that clears it all up, he's not going to get it. And actually no. he has to decide whether he can forgive and let go. And we hear him say that he does forgive. And I really, really, from the bottom of my heart, hope that that is a point, that, he, that that's right, that's true, and that he can move on to find a lovely, maybe British woman to have with two really children beautiful who's gone through Persian a divorce. Children with. <laughs> Would you have more children? I mean, it, there's a lot of factors that have to depend on it. Like, Jimmy would have to be out of the picture. I'd have to find love with a man who desperately wanted kids, who didn't have any. I mean, if, the, if Jimmy died tomorrow and I met yeah. somebody who was the, love, the second love of my life. Right. I always have to remember that Jimmy edits this. Um, yeah. If he was the second love of my life and he didn't, it didn't have kids, but he really, really wanted kids, maybe I'd do it again. Yeah, I don't think I would. I think I mean, I, I'm done having kids. In an ideal world, he, he, the guy I end up with wouldn't want any more kids, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I've got friends who have been divorced, said they wouldn't have any more kids and find this guy they, they're like so in love yeah. and they, it's the right one and they want to have a baby together and never thought they would. So I think never say never. But never. Yeah, I mean, probably knowing never. from my own experiences with having children and the stuff I went through with my, ch- with my kids... I would not have any more kids. Yeah, well, you had regardless. like, like physically you had really yeah, yeah, difficult yeah. pregnancies and births. Like my pregnancies and births physically were yeah. awful. Emotionally, mentally, I was a fucking basket yeah, yeah. case. So obviously you take all that into account, but. Right. 
I mean, also our age. Yeah, I mean, listen, probably not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, but, that was a weird tangent. We can stop if, right there. But if Nima's <laughs> Um But for Nima, you'd have more kids if he was if he was open to that. Well, hang on. You have to remember, Jay Cutler's now single, so there's another option there. I don't think he would want more kids. He's already got three. I don't know. And you'd have to deal with Kristen Cavallari. We'd that be could be a very... It would be so amicable. We'd be friends. I, mean, I don't sure know if that's fine. the way their divorce is going. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe we'll talk about that at a later I think time. He might be Anyways, right. back to Shaw's. So, yes, we see Nima and his dad um, getting all back together. We also see um, Mike and his parents, and his mom finally tells him that she's proud of him. Well, he seems to be pulling off this kind of construction project. He does. So. We'll just wait and see. I mean, with Mike, I just feel he's he, he's always quite a lot of fart and no poo. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just, well, I, I need to see that building up and sold before I'm really convinced. Yeah, it looks like he's hired a good contractor who's keeping him in the loop and really busting shit out. So maybe he's found the right person to actually do the work and keep Mike in the loop so he doesn't have to. So we'll see kind of what happens with that. And of course, finally, we can't leave without finishing up. Sarah with having a party again. Sarah having a party. It's like deja vu. And it's, it's, it's really... It really bookends the season. <laughs> it really bookends the season. But I have to say, out of everything, despite everything we've been through and all the shitty things everybody's done, the person who comes out of this the worst is fucking Adam. 100%. I am so angry with him because let's not forget at one point when they're doing the fucking pottery course he's like we wouldn't be in this position if it wasn't for mj and tommy no you wouldn't yeah. be in this position if it wasn't for you fucking around on text sending irresponsible inappropriate text to people you shouldn't fucking be texting that's what absolutely started this. And I, I'm really angry that he does not take ownership of this that he puts it off on everybody else and it's like dude you did wrong he puts like, it on let Reza. Reza have his friend. I also don't understand why Reza doesn't explain to Adam. Like, look, we know what headspace Tommy was in. I was in that headspace with Ali. Ali didn't put a restraining order on me, and I'm glad he didn't because that would have been a bad mark. Like, I, I feel like Reza. I think it's really shitty for Adam to put this on Reza in light of how this all started. Yeah, I agree. I wish Reza would turn around to Adam and say, "Look." I love you and we're over it, but you have to remember why and where this started. None of this yeah. would have been an issue if it wasn't for the situation you put us in. I'm over it, but now we have to let this all go. Right. I, I understand why he's not doing that. And I think it comes down to this traditional kind of Persian culture of he is my husband and therefore I stand by him. Like, I think that's where yeah, Reza I is. I don't think he's right to do it. Yeah. But I do think it comes from that belief that I have to, like, essentially he's in a position where he has to choose between his husband and MJ. And that's a shit position to be in. Yeah, he's no, never gonna no. Win. I mean, I think on that aspect, I understand, like, Adam doesn't want him to do this. So, like, he's there. But I would tell you, the way I see their relationship, thinking about traditional Persian roles, Reza's the alpha in that relationship. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that Reza's like, dude, no. 
we're not going to do it that way. You well, are in the wrong. And I mean, be- because that's the way he's handled things in the past. Now, maybe that's why we see him doing it a different way, because he's really trying to make this relationship work. But I feel like this is a fight you fight. I agree. I think for a 30-year relationship, you do. And I think MJ says that. She's like, give me credit for the 30 years. Yeah. Um, that being said, I think that all of this could be fixed if Adam wasn't being a dick. Yeah. And actually, Adam needs to fucking grow some balls and do the right thing and own his shit. And all it, I also think as soon as Adam said this to Razor and said, I don't want to lift the restraining order, I think Razor should have called MJ and said, look, yes. I don't know what to do. Yeah. This I'm is the stuck. situation I'm in. I right. love you. And I know that I have said this stuff to you. And maybe I was too quick to say that without fully discussing it, discussing it with Adam. But Adam is really not okay with this. And I don't know what to do. And I think right. this is the problem. Nobody fucking picks up the phone and talks to each other. Well, I think that's the problem. And I also, I mean, I'm not going to leave MJ out of having some sort of responsibility for this. Cause I feel like she's all or nothing. Like yeah. they are going to drop the felony charges. I think they could work out the restraining order stuff. If like MJ was willing to be like, okay, like what, where, where do we go from here? Like, how can we make this better? But like, she's very like, it's all or nothing. I mean, the other thing is she hasn't apologized to Adam. Yeah. Like Adam, they, her and Adam haven't had a conversation. Tommy well, hasn't. Adam won't. Will as he? far as we know, Tommy hasn't yeah. apologized to Adam or right. to Razor. Um, so I feel like there's a lot of things that a lot of them could do. To totally. actually fix this, I do think if that restraining order stays in place, that friendship is untenable. I, I mean, yeah. If your husband had a restraining order against me, like that would be. Oh, something. I'd still hang out with you. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure I'd hang out with you. I mean, it's I mean, hard, we'd still right? go to the pub and have drinks, but um, no. But it would be there. It would be something yeah. between you. But I think Adam can fix this, and I think he should fix this because he fucked it up yeah. in the first place. I agree. So that's, that's us the for end. this week. It is. We will have some reunions. I don't know when they are yet. Um, we haven't had any announcements of them yet. Maybe the Real Housewives will be this Sunday. I don't think so. It's not on my recording list. So whenever these reunions come out about these seasons, we will cover them for you in our minisodes. That's true. We are planning another minisode. We're going to record it tomorrow on the Netflix show Too Hot to Handle. So that will be out. If you Uh haven't watched it, watch it. It's a perfect mindless lockdown chat. Um, We'll be here for that. So we'll let you know when that's out. And of course, don't forget that our new website is up and running, tvmyhusbandhates.com. Go and check it out. I think that's it for us. So you guys have a great week. Remember, smart people watch reality TV too. And keep keep on keeping on during quarantine. We're Dig here deep, for you. guys. Dig deep. We're here. We'll see you on the flip side. Have a great week. Bye. Bye-bye. Please subscribe, rate, and review TV My Husband Hates wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TV My Husband Hates and join the Facebook group to keep the conversation going when the podcast ends. If Twitter's your thing, you'll find us at TV Husbands Hate. The music and production for TV My Husband Hates by Jimmy Sims.